Evan, it's good to have you back. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast again. Really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. You wanted to come on here and talk about yeah, some, yeah, just some serious come on issues. Yeah, I just wanted to come on and address a few uh, recent issues uh, regarding the homeless crisis in Dublin at the present moment. I believe um, there's so much going on at the present moment with between wars in Ukraine, asylum seekers coming in and out of the country. I believe it's causing a lot of uh, hassle and drama for our own Irish people in the streets because our own Irish people are not being prioritised in these situations where they're being left on the streets to basically rot. It's like sticking a middle finger up saying, fuck you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. To our own Irish that are like, on the streets for several years that haven't been given accommodation or, or been allowed to um, access uh, facilities such as like housing and stuff like that, you know? There's not enough there for it, you know? There's not enough, I don't think there's enough, um, what would you say? I don't think there's enough resources at the present moment for the Irish homeless people, or for any homeless people at that matter, not just the Irish, any or any homeless person. There's not enough resources in this country for it, you know? There's not enough houses being built, there's not enough accommodations, there's nothing, you know? But from my experience previously, working with the homeless, I've worked with the homeless now for maybe six or seven years, maybe on and off over the years, could be more. At the moment, I'm working with um, an organisation called uh, Super Run Dublin, and um, I spoke about it uh, many times you know the the owner of the organization's name is ben Connolly. ben's a good friend of mine but ben's out with, with college issue related issues so uh i'm a coordinator of the charity at the moment so i'm just i've took over the whole charity while he's out on duties you know mm-hmm. and i i like i i have seen i actually do follow um the Liberty Super on, on yes, uh, Facebook. I yeah, do. Yeah, they're very good. The I do. Super. I do see the pictures that they post. Actually, I did. I seen something today. Actually, she was. I think. Uh, don't know exactly who it was who was running the page, but uh, the person was on their way to work, and the amount of pictures that they put up of these people sleeping in cardboard boxes and like with cardboard boxes just like over them as roofs, like. Yeah, There's also yeah. I seen uh, a gentleman who was actually sleeps. My ma walks past him going to work all the time. There was an interview done on him. I shot. I seen the interview. My ma showed me. He, uh, he sleeps on a tent just on the bridge of uh, Sally's Bridge, I think it is. Yes, I know the one, man. I've met him several times over the years, yes. And I'm going on to this to- the topic of uh, Liberty Superun. Outside of this historical, beautiful church that we're filming this podcast in at the present moment, which is St. Catherine's Church, isn't it? Am I right? Robert Emmett's Church, St. Catherine's Church, yes. Yeah. So, um, Fran Dempsey is, I think he's the owner and the founder of Liberty Superun. Fran's a beautiful man. I've spoke to Fran many times over the years, the work he does is um, extraordinary, his work, the work he does should be commended. He does a lot for the, the local Liberty people, you know, the people at the area that are disprivileged. It's not all just about homeless people with Fran Dempsey. Fran um, helps single mothers who are struggling to provide financially to feed their kids, um, or single men living on their own, or anybody elderly that are struggling. He has a food bank and it's called, I think Liberty Super on Food Bank, so he distributes food out to people who are in need. So it's amazing to see, so, the um, time and effort he puts into helping the uh, helping anybody who needs help it doesn't matter who you are or what you are or what your story is he's there to provide and help you in through dark times and i just think it's amazing what people to do when people pull together and want to help people i just think it's a beautiful thing i agree i agree and do you think with this uh liberty super run is this all ran boy because by the looks of it, the government aren't really... They're not helping any homeless. No. So what, what, what is... What is how is how Because I have actually seen pictures of the inside of this van. 
I know what I mean, it is packed with film. Yes, um, so... How do they get so, the so money basically from So um, basically from my understanding and from my knowledge of the Liberty Superun, they um, are a non-profitable organisation, like myself and Superun Dublin. We are a non-profitable organisation, so we don't make anything for ourselves. We do not have a salary like some people, say for instance, Simon Community. Yeah. See people, the way they say they're voluntary for the homeless. Yeah. The CEO of Simon Community is on a salary of a mad amount of money every year you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's not doing out of the goodness of their own heart basically so but no um, yes uh, they go off uh, donations by the goodness of the people in the area you know what I mean and local butchers um, the butchers shops super values de- super value deals centre these they donate food and drink and all towards the running of the van and the cost of the van and the locals of the area like ourselves, the local people of the Liberties all get together and donate to try and make this make it possible, you know? Yeah. And do you do you see this getting any better? Or do you just see it going more downhill? Well to be truthful Eric um, from my experience of what I see on a regular basis when I do go out to do the homeless now on the weekends, what I do see from my own point of view from my eyes, I see what was when I was on the last time talking about the homeless crisis, known it was it was bad then, but now looking at it, it has gone ex- extra. Um, what would you say? Extraordinarily worse, you know. It's just, it's just there's no words to describe how bad it's gotten now recently. What I've seen maybe last year has not doubled, not tripled, quadrupled in size of the amount of homeless people we're dealing with. Yeah. And we're dealing with, and to be truthful as well, we're dealing with a lot of ODs at the moment, overdoses, you know. Yeah. I think Dublin ha- is being hit with a crack epidemic now. So, so many people were taking crack cocaine and heroin. I think there's a whole, there's a heroin epidemic and a crack cocaine epidemic in Dublin City at the present moment because there's been several deaths since maybe the start of this year that I've heard of for people that I've known that I've walked with over the years in the homeless. I'm only finding out now that they've dead. Or part of the, they're dead and they passed away and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So many more people have been dying, you know, recently, through probably even through cold, freezing cold, dying in the streets alone, nobody, nobody there to talk to them or stuff like that. I find from myself, from my perspective, we're looking at a homeless person. I think the only time you should look down on somebody like that is if you're willing to come down on their level and talk to them, or look down on them to help them back up. I don't understand why, I just can't understand why people do be nasty to homeless people and treat them differently. They are human beings, they've got a mother and father like me and you. They're someone's mother or someone's brother, sister, father, mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I actually, I seen, I seen, I was on the way to college one, one of the mornings. It's actually probably about two weeks ago. There was a homeless, uh, they, lo- they looked uh, like they had been thrown out of the hostel mm. and it was about seven in the morning and uh, they had two kids it was a homeless couple with two kids and the kids could not have been more than three and seven and i was looking at them like that is it was so sad it's horrible to see i was I, I i i it was so sad I, and the, i heard the girl she was like i just hope there's somewhere open i can get something to eat mm-hmm. and i was just like it because I'm, I'm just thinking like we take people take this for granted that we have we can put fresh clothes on our back every day. We have somewhere to sleep at night. We can go down and get food. Okay. We have a heat in the tornado when it's cold. This is so But true, then there's the, them people out there are just trying to find somewhere to fucking eat. To eat. That's Never it. mind sleep. They're, just to eat. They're trying to survive day by day, you know. 
we take things for granted, you know, at the end of the night I can go home, you can go home, or anybody else that we know can go home to a nice warm bed, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, the comfort of a warm bed. Well, these people are, some people are, um, what would you say, fighting for their life because some people don't want to stay in hostels because from their perspectives of hostels, these people don't want to be in hostels because I've spoke to many people over the years. So the main reason what I've been told over the years, countless times is, why won't I say, excuse me, I said, I'll go down and speak to them and ask what their name is and explain my name is Evan, I work for Super in Dublin, would you, like a, would you like some soup or a sandwich or would you just like a basic chat? And so I said, we get chatting and I say, if you don't mind me asking, not being rude, but how come you're in this situation, you know? Why are you on the street? Like, there, there is hostels out there. Like, I can ring a hostel now. I can ring the free phone, Dublin City free phone. I'll just say, all I need is your name, your, your name, your date of birth, and I can get you into a hostel. And the response I get countless times is, honestly, we don't want to be in hostels. I said, why? I don't take drink, I don't do drugs, I don't drink, I do drugs. So that's the reason for me not wanting to go to hostels. I find that I don't want to be around people that do take drink or drugs, you know? because I don't drink or take drugs. There is genuine people like that out on the streets that don't drink or just don't take drugs, that are just down on the look. Exactly, yeah. And then they feel that being places like that, I'm not saying it will happen, but it can happen that people that are going through the depths of addiction can call, that can result to robbing the people that are inside the hostels. I've, I've had many people come up to me saying, my phone has been robbed in the hostel, my shoes were robbed, my jackets was robbed. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a story, this is a shocking story really, if you don't mind I'll share with you, so I uh, met a man I knew, I, don't wanna, I won't mention the man's name for legal reasons obviously, but um, I've dealt with the man for several years, got me in and out of hostels, lovely man, got got clean off the drugs and stuff like that, he was doing fine, until one day he woke up out of the hostel, put his foot into a shoe and there was a needle, Oh a fuck. needle in his shoe, but the needle was blood filled, so the needle was already used, so the man ended up getting fucking AIDS and hepatitis and AIDS or, AIDS or something like that from a bloody needle that, that was stuck in a shoe in hospital. Oh, fuck. So I don't know the man's situation now. I don't speak to him. I haven't seen him in a long time. I hope everything is okay with the man. But so it's just so, that it just gives an insight to people how dangerous it is, you know, in, in these places, you know. The man's waking up, get, getting ready to go into bed, you know, just put his feet in the shoes, you know, and it's a strange, you know. You know, terrible it is. I agree. Like, it's actually, you, you can spot a lot of people who are on drugs and there's actually, like, it's kind of like a place where I don't know exactly what they get in the place. I think it's a free meal place. It's yeah. just on the on the keys there. Oh, with Merchants Key Ireland, yeah. So what Merchants Key do as well, which I commend them for, Merchants Key give them clean needles so they're not reusing dirty needles. Yeah, but they... They know they're taking the drugs, so they give them off and give them clean needles and... Is that what they do in the... Yeah. They, I never knew they, that. No, they, they, they provide showering facilities for the people as well, and they give you clean socks, jocks, and bras, knickers, all of that, you know, they give everything, provide things like that for the people, yeah? Oh, wow, I never knew that. And you do, you often see a team of them going around the local double, the, the local liberties, uh, liberties area, so you basically what you see is, you see um, people going around with, with um, pickers, sort of picking up uh, the, the, the syringes around the area. What I noticed recently is around our own area, like say from around say James Street to Fatima and all along that way. You know the back of the Lewis line? Uh the one that goes the one that's just over the the, the wall of the school and yes, all. Yes, that yeah. Lewis line there. What I've noticed now is there's a lot of uh, dirty syringes being left around that area, you know? Yeah. Just so people are must be taking drugs at the back of the Lewis, but 
But the sad reality of that is as well that that's at the back of a kid's school as well, you know. Yeah. It's at the back of a kid's school. So these people that are going through the depths of addiction, they're not really understanding themselves. So I don't think who they're putting in danger or anything like that because they are putting people's lives in danger by leaving blood-filled syringes around someone that, that could pierce through your shoe or something like that or you walk and you kick it and it flicks up and hits you in the leg and pierces your skin you know and there's a it can leave it can lead to a lot of medical issues over a period of time like yeah. AIDS and stuff like that yeah and I think as well that I don't know if you want to touch heavy on the subject or not but we have seen over the past few weeks that this country has been hit by basically yes we've been hit by asylum seekers if that's the word um, the correct term to use um so it's basically we started off we were meant to have ukrainians coming into the country and stuff like that but yes it seems to be more than ukrainians asylum seekers from different countries coming in you know yeah. and i've seen to be truthful with you i've seen a high rise in crime around the, the area since all of this there's been mass protests from either side there's people that, that are protesting saying they don't want these people in and then there's people on the other side opposing these people are welcome in the country so i did see there that you go, actually there you go there's a whole void now in the middle these have their point these have a point so both sides arguably arguably have a point so the point that the people on this side are making is these people are coming into the country. They're not guarded vetted. These are just men coming I, into a country. I don't even think they're checked anyway. They're I don't think the background yes, checked at all. So that just checked, could be a vetted. serial killer There's, coming into the country. There could be murderers, rapists, you know, anything to do with anything like that now coming into the country. So this is, that's something that I've just touched on heavy enough that I've seen a lot of uh, things recently about kidnappings, attempted abductions, rapes. There was a video oh, today. There was a video today at School College about a girl nearly being sexually assaulted by the looks of it. That's only an assumption that, that I cannot make a remark on that and say yes or it is or not. You too. I'm not in opposition to it because I'm not the law and neither are you or anyone else, you know. But that's what it's looking like. And around the Dublin 8 area, there's been um, a lot of uh, break-ins. Have you had, did you see that on Facebook? Well, um, I did. There was actually there was a, a, there was a, there's a break in with the, I can't I don't know who the guy is obviously, but he was actually there was a video of him and he was robbing down now down by uh, the kiln, rips yeah, him and any sort. Yes. So basically, he looks like a man of a foreign descent. He doesn't, you know what I mean? He's not an Irish man. Yeah. He's a foreign descent. He's gone around with a bag of tools. And in a video, you can see where my grandmother lives as well, around the Coombe area, the Liberties. You can see him jamming a screwdriver into somebody's door and twisting the door. So what it looks like, the man is, um, this guy, whoever he is, around the Dublin area, it looks like he's um, targeting elderly people. So he's not stupid. He looks like he's had a lot of, he has experience in what he does. But he's uh, not a person that you'd recognise from the area. No. And it's it's not just our area. You know the cattle market down at Smithfield, the cattle? Uh, the back yes, of Smithfield down. Do, yeah. Um, so basically down there at the back of Smithfield he was saying again in the cattle market, trying to rob houses around that way as well. Jesus Christ. And that that's a that's not that's not really a good area to be robbing. It wouldn't be ideal to be robbing around there, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially anywhere, it's not ideal to rob anywhere, but look I just think on Gardy Shea Khan um, I really think they should be really instead of stopping these people from protesting i think the guardy should be siding with people and actually saying look we should we should oppose say put this opposition to the government and say look we we just want these people to be checked before coming in i have no issue with anybody coming into a country i'd never i wouldn't deprive anybody of a home 
you know because many many years ago the Irish were, were the, we, we were in that situation mm-hmm. we were going with Jordan the famine and all yeah we were we were fucking going we, we were, were going to America we were going to Australia we were going to England <clears throat> we were going to Wales Scotland Spain we were putting our hands at the mercy of other people so we have no issue of, t- of, of anyone being dep- I wouldn't deprive anybody of a home or a living condition you know but I just think there's there's ways around it and there's ways of doing it and I think just letting these people in and putting them in schools as well I seen um, there was a video of Loretto school mm. they were put in the classrooms they were in Loretto up in the Crumlin oh, there, Crumlin, yes. just beside DID and then the, the thing is where my sister um, she's, she's in secondary school now obviously but like uh, goes to a Martin Road school in Trimley uh, my, my elder sister so basically um what they are is uh, they said well gone there the principal said you were gonna put mothers and kids mothers and kids in in the, in the school but you weren't it was a group of all males being put into a kid's school how does that really look to a principal lying to the actual parents of the school by saying there's going to be mothers and kids going into the school and these the the, the producers of the parents of Drimna were saying they were saying look we have no issue we would not deprive nobody of a home and it was the mothers and kids, so we wouldn't mother a kid and a father. But this, that's well and good, but all males in a kid's school, it just don't make sense to me, to be honest with you, Eric. It really doesn't make sense personally to me. I can see that, and oh yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, you, you were saying... Um, yeah, but I think we were touching on the subject about the schools and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I did think that, especially in Drimina, there was um, a lot of arguments going on with local parents and stuff like that. Over do over the situation regarding the schools and stuff like that. You know they're just worried about their kids and stuff like that. And especially what what's going on like another male, um, of a foreign descent went into, Temple Street Children's Hospital and asked a security guard, that, yeah. "Where's the kids? I want to see kids. I want to see kids." Like you know, the man was arrested and thank thankfully to Angardi she Shia they acted in time and were able to detain the man. Was he let go? Was he let out? I, I don't I don't know. There's not nothing nothing more being shared, but I did see a video of the Angardi Shia Khan hadn't the man in handcuffs. So he was formally arrested. So top marks the Angardi Shia Khan for that, you know. I, that's at least enough predator off our streets as you could say, you know. Because I fear now for the looks of my, my sister, my mother, my grandmother. Because it looks like Whoever these individuals are, I'm not. I'm not actually saying personally they are asylum seekers, but it looks it's looking in that direction. You know. Oh, yes. But um, I personally believe myself. It's getting worse. It's you know, and I fear for my mother. You know, because the target. I think the target and elderly women as well. You know. It did. And elderly see. women, children, and women. You know, and women. I, and it's it's it, you would it's getting it, it's got to um I heard something I think it was about two or I think it was about two or three weeks ago there was a girl who was raped outside the GPO yes and even a male was yeah raped. by uh, in Pear Street by yeah. five of them I think a, wasn't it a male like an, an actual man was raped by five men of foreign descent as well but this is what I this is what I really don't understand. RT News won't broadcast this. Yeah, because it's run by the government. But because RT don't want to be called far right activists or racists, and my people, if you're part of a far right organization and you stand up and want to protest for this and say this is not right, even if you're not being racist, you're just protesting. You're called racist and you're part. You called the far right movement, and so you're basically they're putting you down like a Nazi. You put you put you put down something earlier on saying that Leo Varadkar was calling these people 
Racist. No, yes, he was calling people that want to stand up and fight for a fight for what they believe in, and that, like basically saying that you're the Nazis, you're the racists, because you're part of a far right movement, and that does not that does not be that isn't really far right. I don't think I don't think that's part of any movement. If you're going out as a solo independent person protesting your, protesting your cause and your um, what would you say? To be fair, I think it could like the people are protesting, but I really think that. Like I've I've seen videos where people are doing a lot of worse. I seen a video today where he this fella like was r- gonna run over this young lad. Was gonna run over him uh, because I think he was I think he probably was foreign foreign descent as well. But he was he was trying to run him over in his car. Yeah. So see, look, um, I and just I just think you know they're coming they're coming in and stuff like this, and then that they have the access to vehicles and stuff like that straight away. Buy vehicles off the black off black markets and stuff like I that. I did as no well. See something like that. Like that. There's a lot. There's a lot of things the government need to answer for to be truthful with you, and this is the time people have to stand up now and speak and say we need answers off the government because it's gonna be coming up soon enough. I'll go uh, for our local TDs to be campaigning around your doors. So this is the, the where I think the people of the areas need to when the TDs come to those doors say, look, this is our point. This is what I want to say to you. You're in the doll. You're in go- You're in power. Can you put this to the government for the locals of this area? And I just think the only person that I believe now is worthy of being. And government is Sinn Féin, because Sinn Féin, the right to change, you know, other people, like we've had we've had Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, the Green Party coalition government at the moment. Isn't um, that, that was, they had to bring all that together yeah, because they weren't going to yeah, win. Yeah, they weren't going to win because Sinn Féin outran them all. So I think this time Sinn Féin have to put more seats forward, Sinn Féin will sail straight through. And I just think the best way to say it is in Murdy Lil will trust. Yeah. So look, I think that's the end of this one, is it? It yeah. is. Uh, yeah. well, I think we've done about about thirty five minutes. Yeah, we've done enough here now. Anyway, to be touching on the topic. So look, thanks very much for having me on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank no you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone.